0: Hello everybody, my name is Eric Mercier, I am co-owner of Juice Imports and today I'm going to walk you through the July edition of our Premium Natural Wine Club. Uh, today, uh, in the studio we have a very special guest, our, I think our second guest from the Vine Arts uh, staff pantheon, uh, so yeah, I'll have you introduce yourself and let us know what you do and, and yeah, that sort of thing.
1: Hi, thanks for having me, I'm Claire, Claire McCallum. Um, yeah, I'm on the Vine Arts team, which there's a lot of us, but we're all great. Um, Vine Arts on 17th Ave is where I work, and that's where I've worked since the beginning of its life. Um, I'm the general manager there now, but first just started as a you know really keen part-time staff that said, yeah, I'll do whatever you want me to do. <laughs> I will show up at any hour. I'll be there. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I just always kind of fell into wine. I think it's a very classic story. Um, you're in university, you're working in restaurants. Hey, learning about wine's is a little bit more fun than, you know, writing papers on, well, papers are fun too, but papers on whatever thing that you're really not truly as interested in. So wine became more and more of an interest and um, I decided retail was really, really fun once I started and just dove head in. I had some really great people around me, even as a very novice wine enthusiast who encouraged me to discover wine. Like um, I worked at Una and Frenchie for a long time and they're super encouraging of like, hey yeah, you wanna take your first WSET course, do it. We'll we'll help you out or
0: Totally.
1: Open a wine, try it. You know, there's awesome programs and then of course at Vine Arts tons of you know learning
0: experiences and tasting and all the fun stuff you know yeah for sure yeah yeah R- retail is honestly just like it's the best job it's I so you fun know, I love what I do for sure but retail is like where it's at if I could do both I would definitely do both uh it's like it's so much fun you get to talk to so many cool people uh you really get to like people are in there to buy wine yeah like they're, they're there for you to like you know, help them have a good time, essentially. <laughs> Literally,
1: it's like personal shopping for yourself, but you're just totally. like, try this.
0: I love it. Do it. Yeah. Um,
1: every time. And I feel like I'm a part of everyone's like plans.
0: Totally. They're like, oh, Though I have I'm an anniversary to... <laughs> tonight. And you're like, Ooh,
1: Ooh, what are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> What's
0: our plan? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I love it. Love yeah. it. It's so fun. Yeah, I dig yeah. it. And it's cool to see that 17th AB location sort of like evolve over the last little bit as well too. Um, I remember... Like working at Vine Arts for like four years and basically for those four years talking about opening a second store and it took, you know, obviously business is hard uh, and finding the perfect location is hard and then when this opportunity came up, the old wine ink space yeah. which, uh, and the old uh um what was the record shop called uh um,
1: megatoons megatoons yeah. yes
0: i remember buying so many punk albums at megatoons like way back in the day and i was like just a little kid
1: i know i love on our stairs they're painted but you can see like the bright orange chipping through and i just nice. am, like oh, it's fun it's like, yeah and yeah even like older i had an elderly lady come in one time and she's like oh I used to live up there like in your office which I'm just like oh it's so cool in Calgary to be in a place that actually has some history for sure and yeah we're all around us is built up with new stuff but it's so fun to just like have this like spot that feels like it's been things before what it is now
0: yeah especially like a very exciting end of 17th Ave where it's like it's starting to Mm -hmm. evolve a little bit um obviously like a couple awesome clothing stores in that that so, area, yeah. you got Purr, you got um, Gravity Pope, yeah. uh, and then starting to be maybe more restaurants creeping down that totally. direction, and yeah, it's definitely an exciting yeah. time.
1: We have good neighbors for sure, and yeah, yeah, it was a slow burn, but it feels like we're really like, the momentum is going, and it's totally. people come to 17th now, and um, it's just, it's just, we have our people who we see all the time, which mm-hmm. is so fun, and yeah, it's, it's a great Great little spot. Nice. It's, it's nice.
0: Yeah. Sweet. Well, I guess we'll jump into the wines here. Yeah. Um, so today we have uh, a quasi-orange wine, uh, a white wine, and a red. Uh, again, in the, in the premium club, we tend to alternate between um, doing two reds and either a white or an orange wine, and then either two whites or two orange wines or white and an orange wine, uh, and one red. And so this is our... our Maybe white heavy month, and then next month is back up to two reds again. Um, so I think we're gonna start with the orange wine actually. Uh, it's maybe counterintuitive, but I think uh, in this case it makes sense. Fun. Um, so this is Gut O'Gal. Uh, Gut O'Gal, one of our favorite producers out of Austria. Uh, they're in Bergenland. This is the second time that we've been able to use one of their wines in the, in the club. Um, and uh, this is their masquerade. So the idea behind this is that their uh, farm is biodynamic, um, but they were able to purchase a couple new vineyards and uh, these vineyards are just being converted to biodynamics. Um, one of the things that people don't realize is you can't just like be organic or just be biodynamic. You can't just decide one day to do that for a handful of reasons. One is like certification standards. Um, But the second one is like the vines literally have to go through an adjustment period where they're like, hey, why aren't you just giving me all the fertilizer and like killing all the bugs and killing all the weeds? Like why do I have to actually fight for myself for once now? And so they, the vines essentially get like super bummed out for a couple years. And uh, so they were like, cool, while we're in this transition period, we're going to make um, sort of like a side project wine called Masquerade because they're like, we don't know the characteristics of this vineyard yet, so why would we like put a face to it necessarily? So they put this like masked character on the front being like, hey, we're still learning about this vineyard. Uh, We don't know who's behind the mask yet. Uh, And they decided to bottle it in one liter bottles, which is amazing. Um, it's not to say that the production's any higher on this, yeah. uh, or that the quality's any worse. They're just like we just don't really know yet. So we're be, until we like can confidently say that this vineyard every single year will produce like maximum supreme quality wine. Um, we're just gonna have it like one liter bottle, a uh, little lower price than everything mm-hmm. else, and and kind of offer value to their consumers, which is really exciting. We probably won't get to enjoy that forever. Uh, no. Eventually, mm-hmm. it'll work its way. In into like the normal lineup and probably be a little higher priced or get amalgamated totally. into something else, but yeah. at least for one more vintage for sure we're getting this wine, um, but a really small amount of it. But uh, yeah, yeah, definitely one of my cool. favorites. This is like the second
1: time they've done the masquerade. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: second vintage of the masquerade. Yeah,
1: so fun. So they'll unmask it and then we'll like.
0: And then we'll know the, who the true is.
1: iteration and personality. Of totally.
0: The wine. Um, mm. Yeah, this is made from Grunerwalt uh, Vilsch Riesling, um, and Weissbergunder, I believe. Um, although they're not sure about the proportions of each in the vineyard, they're just like, we don't really care how much of each we have. Totally. We want to make good wine, not like specific grapes necessarily, or a specific style.
1: Totally. It's like a field blend sort of situation.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they just kind of harvest everything when it looks ripe-ish, so... <laughs> Uh, super pear vibes today.
1: Totally, very pear, pear-y. like pear, literally, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like mm-hmm. cidery pear. Totally,
0: yeah.
1: yeah.
0: Do you, uh, um, like, oh, go on. <laughs> uh, before you started working at Vine Arts, yeah. did you have a lot of experience with like natural wines and orange wines, or it kind of just like.
1: I was naturally interested in fresher lower alcohol styles yeah just my my taste I guess like I totally. never ever liked a big bold huge oaky red like yeah. my, a lot of my friends did I was like I don't know not for me totally. thank you so like a lot of my first wines that I like was truly like oh super infatuated with were like Loire Kelly or Loire Valley Cab Francs that are like super yeah. fresh and vibrant and I didn't really know this at the time but you know more sustainable or lower intervention producers Mm -hmm. and um, so I think naturally I kind of like like that fresher style but no I wasn't like oh yeah natural wines that's what I'm into or I'm going to work at vine arts because I know they have a good selection or or into that kind of thing yeah no though I always have loved the idea of like you know something artisanal or farm to table or you know whatever so it's kind of kind of a natural thing that have always loved
0: totally and now like even since I left Binance there's just like now a huge selection of natural wines in the in the shop uh huge. like I don't mm-hmm. know what the percentage is but it's it's getting up there it's real big quickly. yeah yeah
1: and I think it's been interesting obviously we've tasted so many of your wines and then other importers who've come along um wines and I think we're all very open about like and with each other, and with importers, and everyone, mm-hmm. we're very open to, the, or open about the idea, like just because a wine's natural, it doesn't have to be weird. Yep. And just because a wine's classic, it doesn't mean it's not natural. And I yep. like that's what I'm most interested in. I totally. think yeah. like. Like, I'm assuming we have some wines here this afternoon that are pretty classic in terms (laughs) of style, Uh, but also like wines that are really sustainably made and with like low interventionist practices. Like that's the stuff I get like super amped about because I'm like, look at what you can do. You don't need to be doing all this other crap. It's just, it's good.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing that really blew my mind is that it took going through the WSCT diploma mm-hmm. which you've also yeah done, I feel like of like the 12 people in the province that have it I most of them have now been <laughs> on this like podcast which is really funny yeah um, but it took going through that to really understand what is done to a wine you know from a commercial perspective mm-hmm. like yeah. you know how most of the wines on our market are actually made yeah. uh, and it, it's crazy because it's like that's like a essentially like a two-year program where you're studying hours and hours a week and that's the level of information that you need in order to be able to have an inkling that wines are manipulated like really Just heavily
1: a, an inkling yeah and like
0: that's wild to me that is not like the, the that's a huge barrier to entry if people want to be drinking um again wines that aren't Good adulterated to the lights. same yeah yeah yeah, yeah. exactly yeah. so it's uh, yeah, it's it's wild, but that's a thing.
1: I but. know, and it's just so mind blowing to explain to people. Like in my own backyard and garden, I'm not going to spray a bunch of herbicides or pesticides because yeah. I don't want to consume it. Yeah. So why would I want to buy a product that has like that plus a whole bunch of other stuff in <laughs> yeah, it? Yeah, for sure. Like I don't know. There's just. So much to learn. This is cool. I I really like this style of um Yeah, this like walks the, walks
0: the line really, really nicely. Like on a scale from like uh um, yeah. like one to or one to five I guess. <laughs> with five being like the freakiest of all time. Yeah. And like one being absolute classic. Like where would where would you put this on that spectrum?
1: Maybe like a two point five.
0: <laughs> okay, perfectly in the middle. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I can do yeah. that for sure. Like
1: it, it obviously has some Like, I wouldn't be like, oh, yes, this is Gruner-Beltliner, you know? Yes, exactly, yeah. But it's also, like, to me, a very classic approachable style of, Mm -hmm. you know, something that is a bit more of a curiosity. For Um, sure. I would recommend this to anyone, even someone who's like, I just want a crisp, refreshing white. I'm like, yeah, okay, have this with, like, a little snack, something salty. This sounds good. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And from, like, an orange wine perspective, too, this isn't super orange. No. It doesn't have a ton of tan into it. It's only 11.5% alcohol. Yeah. Um, in theory, only one third of the skins uh, are actually used for this. So, one third of the, the juice is fermented with the skins. Mm-hmm. The other two thirds are made as conventional white wine, and then they blend the two together. Um, but that mm-hmm. one third spends like three weeks on skins, traditionally speaking. Yeah. And it varies from vintage to vintage a little bit. They're not like recipe kind of people. yeah. Um, But yeah, I don't know. I love this style. I think it's, like you said, like very approachable, especially for orange wine.
1: Yeah. And I don't know, there's like a nice salinity to it, which is one of my favorite qualities in a wine. Yeah, totally. a little bit of salinity and um, there's that like lovely texture. There is some grip, but it's not like, like biting grip, if Mm -hmm. you will. And yeah, it's just so, it smells like it comes from... A farm or an orchard or a grape, yes. you know, like it 100%. smells like
0: yeah, yeah, definitely. For anybody who's ever visited Goodo Gao, like walking through their vineyards, you're like, oh yeah, this just like actually smells like their vineyards. Yeah, like yeah, fresh grass. Totally, um,
1: it smells like a garden.
0: Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. good gardeny vibes. Yeah, um, yeah, like almost, a little
1: celery seed. I was yeah. just gonna say,
0: I was like, kind of like green tomato, yeah, or like something like
1: that. One of the best smells in the world.
0: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I like honestly this one time i found um like a little uh i think it was a perfume shop out of portland i don't know it was like one of those things where it's like i had like a boozy lunch and then went (laughs) shopping accidentally uh and ended up stumbling into this place uh actually it might have been in san francisco and anyways wherever this place was um they had this like perfume that was like essentially like a distillate of Uh, tomato leaves, Mm. and it was so beautiful. and so cool. Uh, It's like, I I love that smell for sure. It's so,
1: such a beautiful smell. And I know a lot of people consider that smell to be like under ripeness, but I'm like, Mm. I don't know. To me, it's a lot of freshness. Totally. I like things that smell like I just walked into a field of some
0: sort of plant. That sounds,
1: smells good to me. Yeah, for sure.
0: And you're like, that's like naturally coming from the grapes, and it's yielded a wine that's like very drinkable, so I don't think that I don't know. I, I don't think that there's any like particular um, aroma mm-hmm. that qualifies as underripe, yeah. provided the wine is Sh- should drinkable. be like that. Yeah. yeah, it's like if the wine is is like feels ripe on the palate, mm-hmm. then it doesn't matter what aromas you're getting from it. Yeah, like, it's, whether it be green or whether it be herbal. I love. Or, yeah, yeah.
1: I love. I always think of wines and like the color they taste like.
0: <laughs> totally. <laughs> you know. Yeah. And this definitely.
1: is like a like I don't know like salad or like a celery green or like for sure. I don't know chartreuse color in my yeah, brain do totally. you know yeah, yeah
0: I can I get that yeah. for sure
1: it's so pretty
0: uh, what's your sort of like go to pairing for something like this
1: I, I'm a very much a savory food person mm-hmm. so I don't know I know this is not at all a you know regional pairing but even something like a little salty olive with pepperoncini peppers and like an anchovy totally. or something like that yes definitely i like anchovies on everything so whatever i also
0: like anchovies on everything <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> probably mentioned anchovies seven times today yeah. um, <laughs> or even just i don't know a, like it's a, a salad with like those tomatoes you're talking about totally. and like a bunch of herbs and parsley i feel like would be really good mm-hmm. with this yeah, which parsley so underrated
0: it's delicious yeah, on its I, own I, I
1: really it's not it. a garnish it's delicious yeah, <laughs> yeah. for sure Get a, a little super uh, herb-y salad. Like yeah. Of mm-hmm. yeah for sure yeah Into it,
0: definitely yeah. yeah so good for you too so it's like really high in like iron uh, so easy like to grow too just plop on totally. the ground let it
1: grow it grow it wherever. wants to grow
0: yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah super fun i love putting gudo gal in the in the wine club we don't get a ton of opportunity yeah. to do it because obviously their wines are, are usually quite premium priced and we also don't receive a lot of them mm-hmm. and so this is one of the few cuvées that we were actually able to get enough of to be able to feed the entire wine club yeah. um, which is great even though we only have 36 members it's still hard to find wines that we actually get totally. enough of totally yeah that are in like the you know this one we actually ordered specifically for the wine club so it's essentially only going to be available to wine club members
1: i'm personally quite excited <laughs>
0: Yeah, and this is your jam too. It's my jam. Burgundy Chardonnay, like
1: yeah, I love a, I love like a white with some intensity and some richness. Totally. I mainly buy like this vibe of wine. Yeah, (laughs) to hold on to. (laughs) Yeah, not to just drink every
0: day. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. I wish. I um, yeah. Yeah, The first time I ever tasted these wines was actually with Jesse, like the owner of Wine Arts. In uh, Montreal, and basically, I'd like read a little bit about Claire day. and then mm-hmm. we went to this restaurant called uh, Huguenin Beau for it. I'm pretty sure. Um, and on the list, they had two different wines um, from her. Um, both were like there was an Eau de Bonne, uh, Blanc and an Eau de Nuit Rouge, mm-hmm. and um, we ordered the white. And we were all just like, "Oh my." goodness this is good and it like it's not like it was inexpensive so it was kind of a risk on our part being like we've never had this before like you know a little splurge bottle or whatever and then so we after having one sip of the white we immediately ordered the red and asked that they they decant it for us and uh then we had that and i was like okay i need to get these wines into my life uh and this is a cuvee from her that i've actually never had before so it's super exciting um, basically, we got offered like a little bit of an allocation and we were able to get enough of it uh, to go into wine club. We only got 36 bottles for for all of Alberta and Saskatchewan and the Yukon, because wow. we now sell to both those places cool. as well, too. Um, so yeah, not a lot to go around, but we figured uh, we'd open one for the, for the podcast. Very cool. Very we're, exciting. We're also part of the wine club, <laughs> so that we can drink the wines. No
1: kidding. Like between this stuff and then... Yeah, I'm like I should sign up for some wine clubs. <laughs> I don't. I usually just buy it at the store, but
0: exactly. Sometimes
1: you can't get it.
0: Um, so yeah, uh, this is um, from the Ocotabone mm-hmm. Uh In theory, it's a it's a blend of two different vineyards, um, two different sort of small parcels, on um, and on uh, I think, um, mm-hmm. are the names of the two parcels. One is in the um, oak coat to bone proper the other one is actually technically in pronoun non but i think the way that it works is because uh basically the like the oak coat supersedes like, like the pernand Virgilesse. yeah, something exactly. Like that. Yeah. So it's like the yeah. idea of like you can blend like Grand Cru and Premier Cru together, but then be, you'd have to call yeah. it Premier Cru. Yeah, totally. uh, So it's the same sort of thing. Or you can put Premier Cru into Bourgogne, but you can't put be, Bourgogne yeah. into Premier Cru. Totally. So it's the same sort of thing happening yeah. here, where it's like even though one of the vineyards is in Pernand-Vergeless, which is like mm-hmm. again quite a legendary little little region, uh, they have to put haut de bon on the on the label. Um, and sometimes for these wines, she doesn't even get one of those distinctions because these are unfined, unfiltered, and made essentially without sulfur. So they don't always fit into uh, the stylistic category of, like, white burgundy. They're just, like, kind of beyond that yeah. in their own world. Um, but, yeah. Um, She's just so know. cool to
1: listen to and stuff, too. Like Totally. Yeah. I've been, everything I've tried been so good, so I'm excited to try this.
0: Yeah. It smells Awesome. It smells so good. <laughs> like <10 laughs> like what a treat. Already. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it smells like like egg custard, like mm-hmm. so like rich and decadent without being like in your face with like sweet oaky qualities or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. Or like Ooh. a um, almond croissant or
0: something like that, you know. Definitely. Yeah. It
1: smells
0: Beautiful, like a like treat. Coconutty yeah. qualities yeah. too. But again, without being sort of like oak-derived, creaminess. Um, Like the silkiest of like, I don't know,
1: creme anglaise or something like that. Like the silkiest thing.
0: Yeah. Um, A lot of, uh, I guess, like maybe newcomers to wine, or I guess even people that have been drinking wine for a long time, um, they can find this style a little bit challenging. Um, What do you think are like sort of the selling features of a wine like this?
1: I think, first of all, I think you have to, if we're talking about wine like this as just a broad category, I think you have to get really good examples. Um, And then also it's like, don't let the, like, I love the smell. It smells so amazing. Yeah. But don't let the smell put you off because once you take a sip, it is refreshing and it is like bright and it does have that, like, salinity minerality thing that like just really cleans your palate up and makes you want to take another sip. So I think you have to be willing to get past this fact that it is like a robust, almost like opulent, almost, you know, not like dessert wine, but like dessert you know, flavor profile totally. smell and realize that no, this is like a wine that is meant to be enjoyed with like food and potentially savory food. Mm-hmm. And this is maybe not a wine you're going to, you know, pound on your patio. But like, <laughs> not with, <so> much. No, <laughs> I mean, if someone made me, sure. But <laughs> yeah. like, <laughs> yeah, I mean,
0: like, we're gonna pat it on yes, the video, Yes, yes. Like, <laughs> but your if you're just going
1: to meet yeah. your pals, you know, and thinking yeah. cheap rosé, don't transition into this. Like, yeah. it's it's meant for something different. Think of it as a different intention. Like, sure, we don't all think, yeah, I'm gonna roast a turkey tonight. Yeah, <laughs> so I can eat it in, you know, just instead of mac and cheese like no you don't think of it that way it's like a totally different experience it's something special it's something you want to open with people you love and have good conversation with it is like a to me I think about this a lot with wine especially like more complex wines it's a food product like it's a good it's meant to be like enjoyed as that not as something to be like just chugging like a pop or something like that. yeah definitely but I, yeah, I really try to push people into this style because I think it's like something if you are curious about different taste profiles, you will eventually love it.
0: Yeah, <laughs> For the most part. Not, yeah. not everyone, of course, we're all different, but. Totally. And that's the thing that I always find really interesting is that, um, you know, there are certain styles of wine, again, Riesling being a great example of that as well, where it's like consumers are like, oh no, like, I don't like that. Like, that's not really yeah. like my style. But of people in the wine industry are like I like Chardonnay or like I like Riesling they like all those things and so I think that goes to say that like some of those flavor profiles they take a little longer to sort of warm up Mm -hmm. to um, but also like as you develop an appreciation for like There's certain flavor descriptors that we use to describe wines where you're like, on its own, you're like, that doesn't sound like a good flavor. Why would I want that? Uh, (laughs) But in the context of wine, they're a lot more interesting. I always relate it to like a book being like, if a book only has good things happen in it, it would be boring as heck. Totally. Uh, versus like you need some dissonance, you need some strife, you need some of those things. Juxtaposition it... and exactly. like clashing colors or clashing, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so I think, totally. that, uh, I think that wines like need that bit of tension.
1: I've never um, wanted to be yeah. like, mm, flint, I'll have some.
0: You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Or yeah, you're like, like sitting on the couch, like yeah. watching a movie, like licking, a, <laughs> licking flint. <laughs>
1: Though I do kind of think of, I don't know if you ever had a bird growing up, but you put these things in bird cages that are like little bone. I think they're bone or rock. They're super salty. And of course I was a child and I licked one and I always think of that. So yeah. So maybe I did want to like Flint. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Wild. (laughs) The weird things you think. Wine makes you think weird things. Wine (laughs) makes us think super weird things.
0: (laughs) For sure. Yeah, this is, this is super cool. And not to be like a huge spoiler, but next month, Um, On the same order, we are also able to get 36 bottles of a particular red that's only going into the wine club. Uh, So for everybody who's part of the wine (laughs) club or who wants to be part of the wine club, I think there's still a couple seats left. Um, Not a ton, but again, that's going to be really, really exciting as well. Um, I might
1: sign up just for that. So (laughs) (laughs) to get my hands on a bottle. Yeah, (laughs) I think
0: like at the moment we have Hmm. like 24. Four members yeah. or something like that maybe a little bit more than no 24 sounds about right yeah um and so there's this like one wine collector who just happens to shop through vine arts and found out that we had Claire on available and he like freaked out and i guess harassed jesse to try and get uh Every single bottle he could, um, of sort of like the (laughs) higher end, more collectible things. So things like this. Um, but yeah, I think like the remaining six bottles of that red, he's already purchased or like put his name down for, uh, so so (laughs) it's, uh, yeah, (laughs) it's funny too, like super random, but my, um, my dad lives in the States. And Mm -hmm. so I order him wine every once in a while from his local wine shops, um, you know, I just kind of go online and I can kind of be like personal sommelier for him a little bit. And uh, I ordered him a bottle of Claire Nodain because I saw that they had it available and he freaked out. And he's like, this is so good. And like out of context, he didn't know that Claire Nodin was like something special or that he should be revering this wine. I just order him, you know, good bottles of wines of a variety of price points. And um, now he's like obsessed with Claire Nodin and they're really hard to get and so he's like what the heck he's like why can't i just buy this wine i was like you just can't it's, it's available yeah. once a year you have to fight over it uh and so he's like it's like there's a claire Nodin shortage in the u.s or something and there like, is literally yeah, there, there literally is. <laughs> that's so, so funny yeah. but it's true
1: like you don't need to know the context of this wine you don't need to explain this totally. wine it's just an amazing wine yeah it's just a really high quality amazing wine And, like, if you were blinding it, I think you would put it in that top quality Mm -hmm. aisle and it doesn't matter. Like, that's kind of my whole point. Wine that is produced sustainably in low intervention stuff, it can be the most, like, perfect example of, you know, what you might expect from a specific region or something like that.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. In that same sort of, or on that that note, I guess, of, like, blind tasting... Um, how have you found your experience going through the WSET diploma has translated into sort of this, like, new world of, uh, you know, wines that aren't from maybe classic regions quite as much or wines that push the boundaries of these flavor profiles, mm-hmm. like things like VA and things like Britannomyces, which, again, the WSCT, basically, like, A, doesn't acknowledge and B, if they do acknowledge, <laughs> they're like, it's bad bad wine unequivocally like <laughs> this terrible not terrible good wine. <laughs> yeah exactly like run yeah. for your life kind of deal yeah so uh, how have you found some of that transition into working with those wines and, and
1: well, I think I was simultaneously exposed to both like because I was doing the other levels at WSET while i was at restaurants and working at vine arts, so simultaneously being trying personally trying to be exposed to like anything and everything because mm-hmm. i just want to know stuff so i feel like i already was very not very well versed but well versed enough to un- say like oh yeah i'm probably not going to get these wine popping up in my W S E T diploma mm-hmm. nevertheless i think it is a really interesting discussion in the class that like yeah they're basically like no no skin contact no like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Or like, um, just, we did have some, oh, oh, I wish I could remember the wine right now, but I do remember a wine that I was like, oh, I'm curious they're using this producer, because yeah. I was familiar <laughs> with the wine, and and I guess whoever brought it in that week didn't, hadn't tried it before or whatever. Okay, yeah. And I was like, very interesting, and it was like, it wasn't like a crazy weird wine by any means, but it was something that was just a little bit like more funky, a little bit more like... Yeah feral, I guess, on the nose yeah. and stuff. And I was like, yeah, this is not the classic example. But I really like it. Totally. <laughs> yeah. And I think it like, actually is a really good balancing act because I think it's very important to be able to identify faults when there are faults. Yeah. But also I think there's, it's a, like, it's a agricultural good. It's not, mm-hmm. it's not Coca-Cola. Like, yeah. it doesn't need to taste the same every time. Yeah. And it doesn't need to be perfect You know, in our, like, very cookie-cutter kind of way, perfect um, version of whatever that grape or region is. Um, I think it's really cool that people can play an experiment, and maybe they're like, yeah, okay, this wine is good, but maybe we can do better next year. Like, Or maybe this experiment wasn't our best experiment, but hey, it's still something to drink. It's still a a food product. It's still a good, I don't know. Yeah, it's still, it's just quenching.
0: It's interesting, too, because... Over the last little bit, like I, this is something I've been mm-hmm. grappling with. Uh, I saw, uh, do you know, Grape Witches, out mm-hmm. of, yeah, out yeah, of Ontario. Anyway, so they posted this thing the other day, being like, "Hey, we're now going to put like a rating system on each of our wines on how funky it is." Okay. Um, so that way, if you're just going and grabbing a bottle off the shelf, like you know, hey, this is going to be for me, or like maybe this isn't for me. Right. Um, and I think that's awesome. And. I was thinking about it and I was like, I almost want to take that a step further and be like fully transparent, being like, this wine has elevated levels of VA, uh, or this wine tends to get mousy after if you don't drink it like in an hour. And it's like, I want to be honest about all those things because although. We would like all of our wines to be like 100% stable, have very low levels of VA, have no Britannomyces. Like I think all of our wines would taste better if they were 100% that way. But I do think that some of the wines that have those characteristics are really interesting and uh, add to some of the fun and sort of the spectrum of of the drinking world. And uh, so it's interesting, maybe like considering going to that fully transparent you know, view. Yeah,
1: I love the idea of being fully transparent because I think mm-hmm. like I think that's a whole goal of natural wine is like you're being transparent sure. about like the product in the bottle and the way it's being made But why not also the end result mm-hmm. like? Um, like there's a f- everyone has their faults that really bothers them I think yeah, everyone sure. has their thing minus mouse taint. like I cannot deal I with it Yeah, but there are Me some do. wines <laughs> that if you like pop in the fridge chill it down a little bit drink it within an hour yeah sure that's perfect share it with your friends don't have the whole bottle don't save it for two days and it's still an awesome wine in that context i guess and i think yeah it is important for people to be like this is what this wine is for yeah this wine is not meant to age for 10 years or longer or even maybe five this is meant to be enjoyed today when you get home pop it in the fridge for 20 minutes crack it with a friend drink it quickly like yeah most of us do that anyway. Yeah. So like... <laughs> for sure. <laughs> like yeah. the stats say, literally, yeah. that that's what most people do. So I don't think there's anything wrong with knowing that that's what this wine is for. Totally. And then there's other wines that like, well, like this wine, the um, the Clarenaudin, that, yeah, that's not the intention. And you can definitely hold on to this for quite some time and yeah. it'll be spectacular. Definitely. And yeah, I think it's good to know the intention. And even... Totally. You know like food pairings are fun and stuff but it's like is this for food is this just for you know mm-hmm.
0: chugging? i don't know
1: yeah yeah what's and your, even just what's like acknowledging purpose? that
0: yeah. like winemakers don't always get it right like we hold these guys they to aren't a super... they aren't perfect yeah. they're human beings yeah. totally and they're given like extremely variable variables <laughs> uh it's like from one year to the next they're they're given a different thing to work with they're not given yeah. the same base ingredient and so you know, sometimes it's going to be harder than other times to make a wine that's, like, perfect or that that shows a certain yeah, way. Like, uh, and it's, like, that's really exciting as well, too. But it's, like, we've had wines that we've brought in where we're, like, hey, yeah, this vintage, like, not really digging it. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting, like, trying to find a way of being honest about that without, A, uh, offending the winemaker because uh, they are, like... But they have to know,
1: too. Like, they're aware, aware of the
0: product they're putting out. Yeah. It's not, like... It's not a secret. Well, we just had a conversation with a winemaker who, you know, we bought samples off of them. So we didn't even ask for free samples. Mm -hmm. We're like, hey, if we give you money, can you send us some samples? We understand your production's small, but like we would really love to taste the wines. And he sent us the wines, tasted them. And I was like, hey, like, honestly, uh, there's like some cool flavors here. But, um, you know, I don't think that they would work on our market at this particular time. And he's like, what? Like, there's good flavors, but like, you don't want the wines. He's like, just be honest with me. Like, tell me, tell me mm-hmm. how it is. And I was like, honestly, like, two of them had like a lot of yay, uh, and then two of them were like super mousy, uh, and then one of them was really reductive. So I'm like, it's like three totally yeah. different things happening here. Uh, and he's like, see, there you go. He's like, I'll find somebody else who doesn't mind those faults. He's like, that's fine. There are plenty of people who yeah. like drinking those wines.
1: People are seeking them out often. Like, totally. People yeah. Maybe yeah.
0: don't know that's exactly what they're seeking out, but yeah.
1: if it was more open like open hey yeah this has VA
0: totally um, but yeah I was then ner- people I love that wine so yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> then great cool but no that's really cool I think you know I think anyone who's a true professional and truly cares about what they're making probably does want to hear that stuff like yeah just, just flattering everyone doesn't get you very far. Yeah, so. exactly.
0: Like, hmm, this is delicious. You could N- still be No polite. more things. Yeah.
1: Hmm, <laughs> mm, tasty. I'll have another glass of something else, please. Yeah.
0: Yeah, the mesquite cool. thing is just, like, absolutely driving me crazy. And I, yeah. I'm i trying to decide ultimately how I feel about it because I'm, like, if I can be, like, hmm, small amounts of VA are okay. Or, I, you know. I'm the same. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, small amounts way. of reduction are really good. Uh... Why can't
1: I be like, well, a
0: small amount of mouse is okay. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. Or like in the right yeah. context or with the right food. Because we had a winemaker straight up say to us like, oh no, like it goes really well with like certain types of food. And I'm like, I just, I disagree. But like, is it because again, I have this hang up? Um, Maybe, yeah. So it's it's interesting trying to decide where I am on that.
1: Totally, um, yeah, I agree. I find <laughs> it very hard. But I also kind of on mouse, on the topic of mouse taint, It just, um, I noticed one day. It was one day I noticed and I haven't looked back. I know. And I can't get it out of my mind now. Totally. So it's like, I must have had wines prior to that day that were mousy. Yeah. I have to have had. Like, there's just no way I didn't. So, and I probably enjoyed them. So me, I I don't know. I'm with you. I would really like to get over it. (laughs) It'd be be more fun
0: if I could but totally or if there was like uh because it has a lot to do with like your mouth ph I was like wondering if there's like a tablet you can take changes the ph of your mouth for like an hour so you can like drink a bottle of that wine because other than that like the wines have really cool flavors often often Uh,
1: they're delicious until five seconds later whatever it is and you're like no yeah (laughs) and then it's ruined for you (laughs) yeah
0: it's I feel like uh last year was really bad for us for mouse taint and then we like honed it in yeah. and this year has been way better I don't know if all of our producers just like accidentally made yeah. mousy wine that year and then we're like oh like we obviously need to be more protective and right. like you know avoid this and and like uh, most of the wines this year have been again yeah. not that it was like a huge percentage but like there was enough wines last year where we're like is this just a thing now is this where happening? all wines yeah. are just mousy and yeah. uh, this year has been like way better but yeah. I've tasted a bunch of stuff that lately that's just like ugh why why is it like that?
1: And there are varying degrees, I truly believe. Like Some are just totally. like baby mouse, and then some are like <laughs> giant They big, big pop yeah rats. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> totally. uh,
0: yeah uh, Jamie Good actually just released um, like a follow-up to Two. Wine Falls yeah. um, that has like a full write-up on Mouse, because basically when he wrote the to, Wine Falls book, he yeah. was like, uh, we I don't, don't know. really know. And it was like one page and it was like not really that interesting. I feel like even
1: a couple years ago, any research you did, it was just like very like, yeah, it's there. Maybe it's yeah. P-H. I, yeah. So I yeah. think we've even talked about this over like totally. Christmas time at some point. Yeah, the, yeah back in the day. but um,
0: yeah. Next up, some Cap Franc. Yeah. Um, Cap Franc from Paradise Grapevine. Um, these are some friends bars from uh, Ontario. Um, yeah. yeah, they have like a really cool little wine shop slash bar. Uh, and then they also make wine now. So they're doing like a little bit of everything, which yeah. is really cool. Um, super nice people. Uh, Dave and Christian are, are just like really rad dudes who are just very excited about wine and want to make wines in the style that they like to drink. Cool. Um, and so they've gone down to sort of Niagara area, Jordan area, like kind of, kind of all over, um, that Southern part. Yeah you know, kind of just south of Toronto, I guess. Does that make sense? I'm trying to think of, like, the... My geography over there is not good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I haven't yeah. been in been the a Niagara, long time. <laughs> near Niagara. Yeah. That's, like, maybe a better way of describing it. And the Ni- yeah. Niagara Peninsula. Um, but, yeah, essentially they're, they're buying fruit from uh, cool grape growers who sort of have the same ideology oh. that they do. Uh, most of their stuff is not certified organic yet, yeah. but they're working with... Uh, vitners to hopefully move that direction or at least in a sustainable way um and so there there this is the interesting thing is that the more demand there is for fruit that is farmed in a way that's thoughtful for the environment mm. um you know the more people are going to have to start growing yes. that way which is so and, cool totally and a lot of yeah. them want to Fire do that already end, but, yeah but in they're like <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah totally yeah um so yeah this is uh cab franc 50 uh, percent done whole cluster which mm-hmm. is interesting for cab franc you don't normally do that um and then yeah like cool hangs out in a, in a barrel for a period of time and then is bottled, and that's essentially it so
1: yeah i've actually i've ne- i haven't tried one of their wines yet so this is mm. this is exciting It's like a stunning color. It's so
0: pretty. The color's crazy, eh? Yeah. Yeah. Super fun wine. Um, again, pretty reductive on the nose, like needs some air before drinking, I would say. This one we just like popped and poured. Um, so it's still got a little bit of reduction, which is sort of that um kind of green herbal note like coming through on this. Reduction can be like a wide variety of different smells. They're basically like volatile sulfur compounds, so they could be anything from uh, struck match to like egg to hot spring uh, to like cabbage to again there's like a million different flavors that can come across depending on sort of like what you know little molecules you have going on in there um, this one comes across to me as like almost like uh, like wasabi or like totally, kind yeah. of like mustard greens like kind of vibe yeah. um, which again Cab Franc has a lot of those green herbaceous characteristics yeah. So it's this sort of two ends of the spectrum of like super dark fruit, like blackberry and blueberry, and, and like then super
1: super 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 ripe raspberry, like totally. that like mushes in your hand. Yeah, yeah,
0: definitely. Okay. And then yeah, that yeah. spicy. Yeah, like
1: yeah, wasabi is good. I like that note. Yeah, yeah totally, <laughs> totally wasabi—the spice and also that greenness. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And like, yeah, just like regular old peas as well. Yeah. Mm, totally. Yeah, a little, little snap pea vibe. I dig
0: that. I
1: yeah. don't mind a little reduction in this context, though. I think it's fitting, especially totally. with cab franc, who, already, yeah. who that already has this greenness to it, which I love. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think cab Franc's so interesting because obviously there is like. A huge push in like the late 90s early 2000s for like eliminating greenness in wine and wine. yeah and now they're looking at it being like hey like some of these these green characteristics like uh, specifically pyrazines are actually um, preservatives so they would actually like help the wine age for longer remain more stable remain more fresh which is why all the wines from like napa in like the 60s 70s 80s are still all alive now but all the ones made in the 90s and 2000s are like complete cooked stewy garbage like essentially yeah handful of producer exceptions Uh,
1: yeah yeah i don't know it's just also why get rid of those flavors they're they're pretty like they're pretty and totally lifted and not not i don't know I think if you forget that in Cab Franc, it's just all one note. and Well, maybe not one note, but it's yeah. more one note. And,
0: and I think it like doesn't work with certain flavors. Like I had a, a friend, mm-hmm. uh, shout out to Ruby because she's awesome and probably not listening to this podcast, but either way down yeah, in LA yeah. now. Um, but uh, she was always like, I hate green flavors in uh, in the same place as oak. Right. She's like, I don't want like... Uh, like green pepper and vanilla to be in the same place and i'm like okay i can kind of get behind that so it's like if you have you know a style of like napa yeah. cab that's not aged a new oak that has some green characteristics then it maybe makes more sense because you're getting like yeah. kind of like herbs and fruit which make more sense together than like green pepper and I mean, and vanilla <laughs> but Again, I still like that, but... uh. I
1: I think if you're looking to make a more polished wine, then absolutely you might want to, like, dial down some of that stuff. But, I mean, if you're looking to make a fresh, vibrant wine, I don't mind, like, green pepper and blueberry or blackberry in a wine. I think that's nice. Totally. that's a sweet flavor, I guess. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I'm okay with it.
0: I'm also okay with it. I think this tastes super delicious. Yeah. Also,
1: I'm... Yeah, I... The oak is different, though. I get it. Like you maybe don't want like a jalapeno pepper with like a dollop of vanilla. it's weird. (laughs) Jalapeno vanilla ice cream sounds delicious. That's amazing. Yeah, (laughs) yeah,
0: Yeah, I love this style. I think this is like super juicy but structured. Like in my write up on this, I, I, because I've been lucky enough to have this wine a couple times. I'm like, I'm always kind of shocked by the tannic structure Mm -hmm. and the density. Mm It's thirteen point three percent alcohol, which, like in our portfolio, is like a big wine. <laughs> uh, Huge. If, yeah. <laughs> if you're looking at like the full wine spectrum, it's definitely not big. But like even my write-up makes it sound a lot bigger than it, than maybe conventional wine drinkers would think. But I honestly think that this wine is like big. It's juicy. It is. It's powerful. Yeah. It's got some grip to it. I think people are. are we're afraid of tannins for a couple years there. Yeah. And we're all just about like glue glue wines that had like no tannin. We're just like, crushable. Yeah. And this is like bringing it back to having some structure. Structure's uh, great. Structure's great. Structure's great. Structure's great. It, it, Underrated.
1: Totally. I love, I love some structure to a wine and it just, well, we're all drinking orange wines, so we should probably like some structure to our wines. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. Don't be mean to little red wines just because they have a little bit of that, right? Yeah. But for like sure. acidity, tannic structure—that's make what makes things go well with certain foods and mm-hmm. give it some oomph, give it some personality.
0: Definitely.
1: Flavors, flavors are there. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's crazy how much this wine Color. is opening up. <laughs> yeah, yeah it is. Totally. Color is another one of those no. things where, like, people are, you know, people. It's funny because, like, the pendulum have, has shifted so much that there are people who are like, oh, yeah, I only drink dark red wines. Give me the darkest red wine you, you have. And then other people who are like, give me the lightest red wine you have. Like, we haven't, we're not yeah. even all in the same camp anymore. No. Everybody's just like, all over the map I'm like just let the wine be whatever color it wants to be I know and
1: I think it's so exciting when you see like a wine that's like a very specific color you know
0: yeah and this is very much that this is like that like almost like purpley like magenta which
1: apparently doesn't actually exist I was reading what I don't know I'd have to do more research it's literally (laughs) on like some weird fact page yeah but apparently magenta is not seeing green this could be cold, totally wrong. I could be making Interesting. this up entirely. Oh, there but you. I don't know. Apparently, it doesn't have like a... I don't know. I don't really understand colors. But anyway. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> random no, I, fact
0: that I don't actually know is true. I saw a crazy <laughs> yeah. thing, too, where it was like um, the actual like... I might have even talked about this on a podcast before already, which is even more embarrassing. <laughs> but I just like love stuff like this where it's like certain very few animals are like actually blue very few things Birds. are actually blue yes totally it's <laughs> yeah. like all based on like the structure of like their feathers yes which only reflects certain light so there's actually no blue in their feathers it's just like it's, it's the way the reflecting. UV
1: reacts I don't know yeah totally. I've definitely read
0: whatever this fact
1: was as totally. well so. and it's like the same
0: thing with yeah. bugs too like there are yeah. very few like there are almost no blue bugs it's just like the way that their like body yeah I don't know, yeah. the light or something totally. like that. Yeah. And I apparently
1: like, you know, your basic brown bird often like the male and female look quite different from each other to the birds because they see these colors that we don't see oh, totally. or something. Yeah. which is like super yeah. curious. Anyways, magenta L- doesn't exist. Magenta doesn't <laughs> exist. This wine is not magenta. This is not green. This, yeah. This wine <laughs> is lacking green. Just only on the nose. And
0: yeah. Um, what are you drinking these days what are what are like the exciting things over the last like month or so here that you that you have come into the shop oh. they don't need to be from us you don't need to like <laughs> hand <it> to us
1: <laughs> i oh my gosh i've been drinking a lot of like light fresh barbecue reds though oh yeah like um like danny landy's wines um the oh, yeah. chest. those are really good and i've been into that um monday i had and spilled half the bottle which is really sad uh, the clos bon, uh oh. de Gourne. Oh, so Holy. good. Yeah. That wine is so good. I'm obsessed with that. And, like, Jesse Willis used it in his premium wine club. And I was like, no, I was going to buy, like, six more bottles. Like, totally. I was the very upset. Or the uh, Um Well, I have red. a few of both, but yeah. Monday was the red. Um yeah. nice. Yeah, but they're just such yummy wines. I yeah. just love them.
0: I also had that wine yeah. for the first time in, oh. in uh, Montreal. Yeah. And somebody poured it for me, and I was like, What? is this so cool <laughs> yeah it's and so like exciting. so
1: like i don't know so many different things going on the the rosé is so so curious it's almost like yeah. so like
0: coppery salmon-y. yeah it's like
1: like, like salmon colored yeah and for sure. like orangey salmon coppery yeah. salmon and just like such a good wine and well structured yeah. and like totally about serious rose yeah serious I that proper that in my
0: like top three roses it's of all time, so good
1: sure. oh, it's so good and the red is like this delightful like to me i'm like this is the perfect barbecue wine because like i usually barbecue like veggies on the barbecue <laughs> yeah. you know and it's just like goes so well with a little bit of like that char characteristic yeah. it has like a silkiness to it which i really love there is some dried fruit characteristic which i yeah. like but it's still fresh and like rosemary all over the place in that wine totally which if it smells like herbs i'm in generally as know, a rule. That's yeah. that's me too
0: for sure yeah
1: 100 but yeah that wine's so so yummy and yeah i mean i've been drinking a lot of reds because the people i've been hanging out with my husband is <laughs> lame and doesn't like as many white wines as he should so <laughs> yeah to share i've been drinking a lot of light reds but to buy totally. i typically buy like whites like the one we tried today, the Claire Dan. Yeah, and for
0: sure. Yeah, those right. are the
1: things I like, like salivate over. I'm like, put it in my fridge, and I'm like, oh my god, I can't wait for the perfect
0: moment. You yeah. know. I feel like yeah. you were, like renowned as being like the Shannon Queen for Chenin, like a wow, while.
1: Shannon, yeah, I love Shannon. So. I do love Shannon. <laughs> yeah. I love me. Well, yeah. Okay, I'm always buying whatever Shannon I can get my hands on. Yeah. Um. Actually, yesterday we tried um, Grange Tiffan. I haven't had it. New producer to the market and mm. those are, there's a a petnat shannon. Oh yes. So flipping totally. good. Yeah, I'm yeah, I pronouncing know exactly pronouncing yeah. So delicious. Yes. Very, very yummy. Yeah. And usually I'm like a dry still Shannon first and foremost first yeah. and foremost. But that sparkling, like, oh yeah. yeah. I will be buying a bottle probably today or tomorrow. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, oh, I totally yeah.
0: forgot about that. So
1: so so yummy. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Cool, super excited to get yeah. one of
1: those. Yeah, Mont-Louis is my favorite place to buy mm-hmm. Chenin Blanc from. So. Yeah, definitely. Always happy when they're here. Yeah, <laughs> which is not often because that region is like
0: the size of like a postage stamp. Yeah. essentially. Yeah,
1: oh, they're just so yeah. good.
0: Yeah, for sure. Just
1: so expressive. Yeah, I don't know. That's that's what I've been jazzed about. lately. Like, like, so basically everything? Basically everything, yeah. Wine, I like wine. Yeah,
0: that's, that sounds like our yeah. vibe for sure. Yeah. yeah,
1: a little this, a little that. Yeah. Totally,
0: sweet well i think we're getting to the uh the end of our allotted time here um but yeah thank you so much for taking the time to to come hang out with us on this uh lovely wednesday morning yeah Uh... my
1: distinct pleasure it's always fun Trying limes—it's the best. And, totally. Yeah. Yeah. It's
0: just always exciting yeah. to taste things. Essentially. And taste with people is great too. It's, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Now that we can do that again, yeah. it's just like that's yeah. just delightful. It's the best. Um, cool. If anybody has any questions, you can send me an email. Uh, my email address is erik e r i k at juiceimports.com. Um, if you want to uh, go shop with Claire, you can go into Vine Arts on 17th. Uh, it's very seldom that I've gone in there that you haven't been in there. So, <laughs> it's true. Uh, yeah, it's true. You'll essentially find her there. Um, you know, definitely follow uh, Vine Arts on Instagram for all their, their hot picks and, and join their uh, you know newsletter and all that sort of stuff. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's it. I guess it's time for us to go uh, enjoy the rest of our beautiful sunny day. You know, get get our stampede on. Who knows? Uh, It's hard (laughs) to say what's gonna happen. (laughs) It's too early to tell. The day is young. Yeah. Well, thank you all for listening. Uh, We'll chat with you again next time.